Okay, uh, take right. three. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia, the fittest county in the country, the fittest county in the world, I want to say. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for episode 211 of Pace the Nation. Alongside me, I just got one co-host to my left. It's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Uh-oh. We're going to bro out today, Farley. <laughs> Oh, no. Sorry, listeners. No girls club. Sorry, sorry, listeners. Uh, we do have a woman who's going to join mm-hmm. us in the studio. Just a second here. Well, we can have we can have one girl, but no girls. <laughs> Multiple, it's, yeah. It's plural. Yeah. No girls. Uh. Yeah. Well, uh, we couldn't uh, track down a third co-host for today, so mm-hmm. it's just going to be you and, I, you and I. We've done this before, so we have, I think that'll be fine. Right now, we're, we're sitting an awkward date. Uh, formation. Yes, I think that was the name of a show. Yeah, because uh, we did that before. You got to sit in your assigned seats, mm-hmm. uh, and if there's nobody across the table, then we're just sitting on the same side of the booth. Yeah, that's right. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. Farley, it's just like the last time. Farley keeps trying to hold my hand no, under not the true, table. Not true. Under the table, so nobody can see. Not true. Well, a big show to get to today, uh, Docs. Excited. Uh, we've got a guest, but before we do that, and before mm-hmm. I get to the agenda, let's mm-hmm. bring in uh, the woman that we were um, alluding to. Uh-huh. Uh, she has uh, been on the show many times before. It's Heather Jeff. Heather, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me to the Bro Club. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. <laughs> are you the... wearing your assigned brown sandals? Brown flip flops yes. are on. <laughs> brown flip flops. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, All right, you can come in. Yeah, so uh, Heather, uh, we wanted to bring you on here quickly. I appreciate you joining us. I got an email from a Pacers employee earlier this morning, uh, Michael, who's a avid listener of the program. And he, a potster. He's a yeah, potster. He, he's a potster. <laughs> a potster. He said uh, he, 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 was, uh, he took notice that Tripp called you and Joanna out. Uh, about. First and last name. Yeah, didn't yes. like that. No. First and last name. <laughs> yeah. You can check my race results wasn't now. It, yeah, <laughs> wasn't wasn't even uh, Heather J. Yes. Or no. or H Jeff. Yes. Mm-mm. It was first and last name. All right. So for those who haven't listened to last week's show, shame on you, number one. Mm-hmm. But uh, but let, let me just weird re- that you're listening re- to this week's show <laughs> and not last week's re- show. Recap real quick here. So we had Trip Sutherland on. Uh, he's a rep for New Balance. Uh, he's worked for Pacers running a number of years, but he is also a coach on the side, and he's coached uh, a number of Pacers employees including Heather Jeff and Joanna Russo. Um, Who he rolled the bus over yes, he last did. week. Yes, he, he did. He definitely did. So he mentioned <laughs> last week that he's no longer coaching you guys. And essentially he said the reason he's no longer coaching you guys is because uh, you guys didn't give the effort. You didn't really I don't think inv- he said that. invest as much into it as he had liked you to uh, have invested. I think what he said was we had no goals. No I goals. thought he said lack of motivation. Lack of motivation, well, no if, goals. I think yeah. all of that kind it of... It was kind of a puddle of mess yeah, right there. It was, we, yeah. we, we're paraphrasing. I feel like Michael is putting more words into Tripp's mouth. <laughs> yeah. um, so how did you make? How did you feel when you heard that? Or how does that sit with you? 
Well, I have to be honest. I find it interesting that Tripp would go that route when he's so fond of clean sports, which we at Pacers Running provide week in and week out at races that I work. Mm-hmm. Yep. So rather mm-hmm. than running races, I am working on my upper body strength with lifting <laughs> sandbags yes, <you> are. <laughs> so that people can come out and safely race in an environment that is welcoming to all and clean. Yeah, enjoy, yeah, enjoy a clean race. Well said. Um, and, and you also just mentioned uh, this lack of motivation is ironic because it's super windy, it's cold, it's an October day, and you did a workout this morning. Yeah, I do work out. Thanks, before, Trip. <laughs> before, it was before it was probably even light outside, right? I came in the dark, I left in the dark, just like yeah. a bandit. It was wow. amazing. Wow. So uh, someone with lack of motivation probably wouldn't go to the track and actually do a workout. Mm, so Probably not. I, nope. I, I didn't see I, Trip mm, there. Some, <laughs> some, some, something really isn't, isn't totally Yeah, this whole out. thing is not panning out, I'll yeah, tell you. it's not adding up, so... Mm. All right, so were you upset? Are you upset with him? Do you and Trip now? Or, or well, we have you, a rift. You have a rift. Okay. Is it is it a Twitter beef? Ooh, no! I actually like him on Twitter because he's so mad, uh-huh. and he's got a lot of hot takes. And uh-huh. then and you don't want to be one of them. No, I would not like to be one of them. Mm-hmm. Although I think I'm positioning myself to be one. But <laughs> he was a great coach while it lasted. He's a little. Um, a little demanding mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's a little opinionated which i like but at the end of the day my job is such that i can't race on the weekends because i'm producing races so okay. if someone wants to put on a race for me on a random day of the week i'll meet you out You're at in. haynes point okay all right <laughs> so trip um you uh have been served um it's at uh, trip underscore someone uh so give him a follow if you want um hot takes i think is what you said lots of hot takes lots of hot takes and then heather and and get in early before he goes on his twitter tirade against heather J. yeah exactly right. and 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 heather J on twitter is i have hardly any hot takes on twitter I know. <laughs> uh, but what is your twitter handle just so uh, i don't know it's something about inner pace, you know. Find know. your inner pace. Something like that. Yes. Yeah, so you have to it's, dig a little deeper. It's your inner pace. So uh-huh. uh, I, I just want people to both follow both of you guys so you can see this like Twitter war happening. Because I, I think if you're not following one and you're following the other, you're not going to see the response. It's too one-sided. Between, yeah. 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 So yeah. Uh, it, it's it's at your inner pace. So. Uh, we expect uh, a hot take followed by a, a shot back at the hot take. Yeah. Um, so uh, girls are going to represent here. <laughs> give those guys a follow. All right. Well done. Thank right. you, Heather. Thank you. All right. There good she day. goes, uh, Heather Jeff, uh, standing up for herself. So that was yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, get to Norma Tech and recover. To, st- to, start, <laughs> to start the show, um, she. Uh, uh, we've heard from Heather, so maybe we can hear from Joanna. Um, and. Uh, you know, we, we like to stir the pot here on, on Pace the Nation. We're just doing Michael's work. Yeah, we are. We are. So this is kind of funny. When I when I walked into the office this morning, um, Heather said, uh, I'd like to be on the podcast to offer a counter view to Tripp's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I was thinking was we brought Tripp on to talk about the Alberto Salazar. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, that Heather was taking a very hot take of defending Alberto Salazar and being upset that he was suspended. That was my first thought. And I was just like, okay, um, what's your what's your take? 
on this. And then she explained that it had to do just with when she was called out. And, right. And, and it, it, it did not, in fact, have anything to do with Alberto Salazar. Right. It was the fact that <laughs> it was the first thing Tripp said, which was kind of a mm-hmm. throwaway comment probably to him. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, so we do have a big show, and I want to get to the agenda today, Docs. Uh, I, uh, Your wor- favorite thing in the world. Uh, I'm wearing my uh, Nationals World Series shirt, uh, so we will talk a little bit of about the Washington Nationals as they head uh, to the 2019 World Series. Uh, the Chicago Marathon happened this past weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of exciting results there. Yeah, uh, We'll talk about the world records that are just uh, falling in the marathon left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those were exciting to see. Um, we also are excited to, about the Marine Corps Marathon coming up. Uh, if you listen to the show on Monday, uh, you've got about six days until uh, race day. Uh, and if you listen to it Tuesday, uh, five days till race day. So What I about Wednesday? <laughs> what if you listen on Wednesday? Well, four days till race day. So I Yikes. hope you're ready. Okay. Uh, excited today to be joined by the men's winner of the 2018 race. Jeff Stein's going to join us. He's going to tell us about... His race last year, he's going to talk a little bit about Marine Corps Marathon. He's got an interesting running journey that we uh, will we'll sort of talk about and uncover as well. So excited to have Jeff Stein on, the 2018 Marine Corps Marathon winner. I only have one question prepared for him. Okay. That is, is he related to Ben Stein? And if so, is he upset that he kept giving his money away? <laughs> I don't. I know, I know, I, I vaguely know... The Ben Stein. I know the Ben Stein person. Mm-hmm. I vaguely know the reference. Now, why was Ben Stein giving his money away? Well, he had a he had a game show on Comedy yes. Central, which was win Ben Stein's money. Oh, okay. And, gotcha. and the concept basically was like you compete against Ben Stein, and if Ben Stein wins, he gets paid, and if you win, he gets paid less. Got it. All so right, you're, well, you're basically playing for his paycheck. Yeah, I definitely want you to ask him about that. Okay. Well, uh, now it's going to be like kind of ruined. <laughs> right, right. But I'll ask him. But anyway. Ask him anyway. Okay. Uh, all right. Before we get to Jeff, though. Um, okay. Exciting news here in the D.C. area is the, the weather changing. No, that it's too. So windy. That we had too. a tornado bomb. It, it is cold. We finally got some. Or rain what is it? Yesterday. A cyclone bomb or a? Uh, it was a cyclone. Uh, all bomb, I know I is we got some rain yesterday. Finally, after first the rain in drought. seven and a half yep. months. Yep. So, yeah. uh, but the exciting news I was referring to are the Washington Nationals are heading to the World Series for the first time in, in the history, history of the franchise. Yeah. Uh, the Washington Nationals are headed into the World Series for the first time since 1933. There is a Washington baseball team heading uh-huh. to the World Series. The Washington Senators went to the World Series in 1933. Can you name all of the teams that haven't won a World Series? I, I, I cannot. Uh-huh. Uh, I bet you probably can. Ooh. You wouldn't have asked the question had you. Well, I know that. I think that there's six. So, and the Washington Nationals are one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa Bay. Colorado Rockies, mm-hmm. Texas Rangers, San Diego Padres, and maybe the Milwaukee Brewers. Somebody's going to call me out on and that for, sixth one. Please do call them out. And for all the listeners who haven't heard uh, Doc's ring off or run off the uh, World Series winners for the last 50 years, I want to say, it's a pretty impressive feat. Uh, hopefully the 2019 winner uh, will be the Washington Nationals, and that one won't be uh, hard for me to forget. Uh-huh. Um, cause I am like, 
but, uh, super super excited. Yeah, the town the town seems to be excited. There's there's a lot of like Fairweather fans here. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember I love that shot? Do you remember we went to Game Four? Yeah. Uh, against the Dodgers, we the, did. the Nats are down two to one in the series, but still very much alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, with one of their best pitchers going. Yep. And there's a ton of empty seats. Yeah. It's it's insane. If there's going to be empty seats in the World Series, please. Find me on Twitter. I'll take your seats. I like baseball. Yeah. I like the World Series. I've never been to a World Series game before. I'll go. It's Don't a, let it be an empty seat. And actually, Farley, you can say I was I was a good fan, right, for the were, Nationals. You were a good fan. I wore yeah. red. Uh, you did. Uh, you and, and I cheered and I told people, hey, let's not boo until they throw that third pickoff move. Right. You don't boo on the first pickoff move. I was educating everybody. You can find him if you've got extra World Series tickets, which I'm sure everybody's ready to give those up, at William E. Docs on Twitter. Uh, you could find a picture of us at the at the uh, Divisional Series game. We didn't get, get a chance to go to the Championship Series game because those that went so fast. Uh, mm-hmm. That was You can find that on my Instagram page, at RunPacer. Um, but they swept the Cardinals in four games. Yeah. Uh, un- unbelievable. I'm, I was just I blown did, yeah. away that a team... That gets in the wild through the wild card was nineteen and thirty one at one point, left for dead. Barely gets through the wild I'm card. Sorry, game. I fell asleep. Barely, barely, barely makes it past the Dodgers and then uh-huh. sweeps the Cardinals. Well, they, I mean, and you can even say in the, the the one game playoff they were losing until the eighth yeah. inning. Yeah. Uh, so that, I mean, they they almost they almost didn't even make it to that next round, and then they won two series. Uh, if we're really going to get into the baseball weeds here, uh, having this big break and allowing them to reset their their starting rotation and 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 rest the, the bullpen and everything like that, that's that's got to be welcome news for you. Oh yeah, there's no way the Nationals lose the World Series now. No way, <laughs> no chance. And there's this big question as we get into the weeds here. Uh, you know, this is a sports podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, rest versus rust. I'm not worried about the rust. I am not worried about the rust. Uh-huh. We need some rest. Got to get these pitchers, uh, you know, get get the pitchers lined up the way we need them lined up. It's for important. Houston, Houston, That's why or, I don't like or, the wild uh, card game. In the wild card game, they had to use their two best pitchers. I was like, well, they have no chance against the Dodgers because they just had to like they yep. they emptied the cannons. Yep. Well, you know, and so they like, but I I actually think the Dodgers lost. I don't think the Nationals won. Hey, hey, easy now. It's been a, it's you, been you have to admit that yeah, that's the case. Well, it was kind of weird the way they used their pitchers in that mm-hmm. game five or didn't use their pitchers. I should mm-hmm. say. Uh, well, it's been an exciting run. It's a resilient bunch. Um, they definitely beat the the Cardinals. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give <laughs> you that. Nothing never trailed in series. Uh, and I appreciate the audience allowing me to uh, talk about this because. Um, well, they all have the show notes. They know how much time they need to skip. No, one they else. just look. They just looked in the show notes and they're like, okay, no well, I'm going to skip ahead to when the baseball talk is over. No one like, else. Did they really talk me. about baseball for seven and a half minutes? No one else allows me uh, this forum to actually talk about it. But I'm super excited about the Nats. I went to Dick's yesterday. I shouldn't say that they don't sponsor the show. No. I went to a retail establishment yesterday and bought every piece of gear that fit my family yeah that but that's, that's what i don't understand like like you you buy this gear then what happens if they win the world series well i'm hedging myself here i figured i have a week before the series the, starts this is i truly all, thought about this all you're doing is buying clothes to wear for like 10 days <laughs> Right, because after ten days, it's not relevant anymore. Because there's going to be either a new piece of of of, uh, clothing, or 
heaven forbid, <laughs> right. a memory you don't want to cherish. Exactly. You're 100% right. So mm-hmm. a look into my soul right there <laughs> is, is exactly what you did, and you're exactly right. I figured I got 10 days to enjoy this one. And they're going to the World Series, and you're right. If they don't win the World Series, I'm not mm-hmm. going to proudly uh, uh, wear this shirt well, that I, says I World was, Series when they lose. I was trying to remember like this. I was like, he's done this before. When Virginia went to the Final Four, Farley <laughs> bought Virginia Final Four shirt. And I was like, what I if did. they win the whole thing? I did. Like, well, Why do you want to wear your Virginia Goes to the Final Four shirt you know, or, or your Virginia Sweet 16 shirt if they're national champions? I mean, here's the, here's the deal. I mean, that's, a, that's a piece of clothing that – do you still wear it? Do you still wear the Virginia Final Four shirt? I do now. I do. And I make I, fun of you I for it. I got a championship one as well. But mm-hmm. I, here's the deal. I did not – It's irrelevant. I, I, I'm it's not expired. Sure, I'm not sure I'm going to get a shot. At wearing World Series champion gear, uh-huh. that's that's the whole deal. Yeah. So you know everybody has this. Or, you know when you when you have kids and you got boys and sports and all this uh-huh. stuff or girls. I've got this vision of the boys wearing the gear or girls. I went to that or, or girls. Yeah. I went to that establishment and I was like, you kids are going to wear whatever they have. I don't care if uh-huh. it's all been picked over or the sizes don't fit. Right. This is about me. <laughs> this is about my dreams and what uh-huh. I've envisioned throughout my life. Well, when the, the, there was a Washington representation in the 1930s in the World Series, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Uh, so you, you have waited 90 years for this. <laughs> uh, it, it may be another 90 years before you have the opportunity to go to a, to a athletic clothing supplier and buy Washington World Series, uh, World gear. Series gear. Correct. So, so it makes sense. Correct. I Correct. Mean, while you're only getting it for 10 days, it could be another 90 years. So, Well, I've worn this shirt two days in a row, and you're going to see a lot of it for uh-huh. these 10 days. Well, I won't because you don't <laughs> hang out with me. <laughs> All right. Well, the Nats are in the World Series, and I am sky- riding sky high. Mm-hmm. Uh, cloud that's... 9 or cloud 8? <laughs> Is there a cloud above cloud 9? No, that's as high as All it goes. Not. That's where I'm at okay. right now. Uh, but that's a big uh, event in this area. You know, another big event in this area is is coming up, the Marine Corps Marathon. And how crazy is this? Just a side uh-huh. note. Sorry. Yeah. It's going to be past the seven and a half minutes. Uh-huh. The three games that are in D.C. <laughs> for are, the World Series. For the World Series are Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We've it's always live. Friday, Ex- Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Expo is so inside. We've got Expo Friday. We've got Expo Ooh. Saturday. And Sunday is the Marine Corps Marathon. Farley, this Those is- are probably the three busiest days of my of your year. Year. But you know what's crazy, Farley, is that the Nationals used to be the Expos. <laughs> That's true. That's a good omen that those three games, that, that there'll be the Expo Expo. I bet they win those two, at least Friday and Saturday. That is true. I didn't make that connection, but you're mm-hmm. right. You're right. All right. Well, we're going to talk more about the Marine Corps Marathon past the Expo. Uh, we're going to talk about the actual race itself. Uh, We've got the 2018 champion joining us next. Jeff Stein joins us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs, we are excited to be joined by the 2018 
Men's Marine Corps Marathon champion. It's Jeff Stein. He joins us in studio. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having oh, me. Man, thank you so much uh, for making the time coming in. Um, a couple things before we get into your running, and we're going to talk Marine Corps Marathon as a lot of our listeners really prepare for uh, the last week, the last few days before Sunday's race. Um, you are off work this week. Uh, paternity leave? Like what? What's going? You got you got a kid? Had a kid? I How's am. Right. Well, congrats. My wife, my wife had a kid. Nice. And, um, congratulations. Thank That's you awesome. very much. Um, and I am in the middle of my parental leave. Nice. Cool. You just get yeah. one week off? Uh, four months. Four, wow. Four months. Wow. That's fantastic. Wow. Uh, enjoy. Well, I expect you to be fitter than you've ever been in your life. <laughs> I can really just focus on running during yeah. this period because yeah. there's really nothing else going on. In yeah. and, and generally, uh, is, is this your first kid, second kid? Yes, first. First kid. Wow. I mean, generally, parents who have their first kids have good excuses to not be as fit as they used to be. I, no excuses from you, Jeff. No excuses from you. We expect big things from you uh, in your next race, whatever I, that is. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank Boy, you. girl. Uh, girl. How, how yes. awesome. How old? So she's how, now four months. Four months old. Four and a half months. Fantastic. Actually. I know. Very cool. Um, so the other, other thing before we get into the running is that uh, you're a listener of the show. Of and course. you know that is huge. Let's focus for us. on that. Let's yeah. focus on I don't that. know where else I would learn about the World Cup. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> he is watch the games. He is a listener. <laughs> um, so how were you introduced to the show? How'd you hear about the show? Oh, uh, I mean, as a runner in D.C., it's where you go to for nice. to stay abreast good of the answer. running news and good insightful commentary. Yeah, very good. Um, <laughs> all right. See you on the right show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and, and again, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here, but it, you know, it's a little self-serving here, but mm -hmm. who's been kind of one of your favorite guests or favorite episodes uh, that you've <laughs> listened to? Ask, that you're going to ask him to choose between us, <laughs> yeah. which you've done before. <laughs> yeah. It is very awkward. Um, I actually thought Trip last week and Good. his thoughts yeah. on all what happened with Alberto yeah. Salazar. Um, I really, you know, I, I had read the general news stories, but to hear from someone who really knows what he's talking about. Yep. Um, I thought was was really troubling. Yeah, and I think he did he did a great job, and I thought he was uh, I thought he, he did a good job of of not being too opinionated. Uh, if you want his opinions, you can follow him. We mentioned earlier at Trip someone, uh, but uh, I he, think is he like advertising on this show? I, I know <laughs> we, we talked about him before about Jeff. Trip today. Yeah. I had actually Would I just you? met him about uh, yeah. two or three weeks ago out on a run, so oh, it was yeah? actually very fortuitous that then That's he, cool. That's you know, funny. I see him on Pace the Nation, and I yeah. realized you know. What yeah. a celebrity I'm dealing with here. <laughs> right. uh, well, Jeff, you are the celebrity. Yeah, now you guys are equal standing. Yeah, yeah, the 2018 Marine Corps Marathon champ. Um, but you haven't always been a runner. That's crazy. When did you just start? When did you start running? I want to say just start running, right? <laughs> so I, I picked up with running. I ran my first race at kind of the end of law school, which was about seven years ago. Um, and then I really started training as a runner about five years ago. Wow. Uh, you were always in shape, though. An athlete, did you uh, have a sport that you did in college? So I swam Division three in college. Very cool. Um, okay. Was not comfortable on dry land and really hadn't done much in the way of anything outside of a pool. Um, and then when I got to law school, um, you know, I stopped swimming once I graduated college. Uh, I was looking for kind of a, you know, an energy outlet. Um, my wife convinced me to do a half marathon um, in Central Park. Mm -hmm. um, and that's sort of where the addiction started. Wow. <laughs> um, and then uh, once I started with my current job, um, I ended up, I ran another race. I linked up with a coach. And at that point, 
um, he started giving me actual workouts because up until that point, I had really just been doing sort of five miles every other day and then maybe a longer run on the weekend. Wow. Did you have visions of running as fast as you're currently running or was it just, ah, I want to compete and see what happens and just have fun with it? Well, I, I wanted something that was going to keep me in shape that mm-hmm. was going to sort of fill that need for you know, some sort of competitive activity because mm-hmm. I, I had been swimming my whole life and there was definitely a void. Um, and running, once it fell into my lap, I just, I couldn't stop. Um, right. you know, I, I, when I first started, I wasn't really thinking about times. I just really enjoyed it. Logistically, it's like the most efficient way to work right. out um, and compete. You can you don't have to pay for a gym. You don't have to drive to a pool. You can mm-hmm. just step outside of your office and go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just really took to it. Yeah. All right. So uh, you mentioned you graduated from uh, law school um, and you're the champion of the Marine Corps Marathon, and a lot of people, you know, believe, all right, those guys must be professional runners, those men and women who finish first, but you're not a professional runner. You have full-time job, family, live here in D.C., right? Absolutely, yes. So what's, what, what is your job? So I'm a public defender. You're a public defender here here in D.C. Yes. Um, so that's got to be pretty strenuous, like, emotionally, not not necessarily physically, but just time time-wise, it must take a lot of time, a lot of time away from your training. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a demanding job. Um, but I think in large part, that's why I still run mm-hmm. um, because it, it is emotionally strenuous. And you, when you have bad days, they, you know, they, they hurt. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're working with people. You are bonding with people. You develop these deep relationship with, relationships with your clients. And when you have a bad day in court, you know, it can be very important for your own mental health to have somewhere you can go to kind of process that energy, to, um, to really work through it and to give yourself some sort of an outlet. Yeah. And so you are the guy like, uh, you know, I just can relate it to movies. I don't know really much about the legal <laughs> oh, system here. Good. And I don't watch very many movies. So it's got to be a Top Gun reference. Well, a few good men. I did see that too. Okay. So you're the guy who is, you're talking to the judge and interviewing the defendant or they are oh my uh, gosh yeah you're tom cruise in that movie right i actually haven't seen it okay all right right. that's that's fair you don't have time to watch but i think i could get chris to run for his money you're the you're the guy (laughs) who's who's standing in the court and like cross-examining and all that stuff yeah so when you're in trial that's your cross-examining um yeah i mean the day-to-day is i represent poor people accused of crimes and so you know most of our work happens in the courthouse so we're wow. in courtrooms dealing with judges dealing with prosecutors um obviously in the jails meeting with clients um and in the community doing investigation i mean it's just it, that's just uh, for to me it's just emotionally that is just yeah you jazz yourself up to to do this and then you got to go for a tempo run later in the day How i mean normally work? it's you're looking forward to it because yeah, okay. you know it's like strip out of your suit just mm-hmm. throw on your running clothes and you can just focus on putting one foot in front of another um mm-hmm. which i think is for me it can be very therapeutic yeah it sounds very healthy yeah um i i am shocked that you have a a a law degree and and I don't really and, know how to take that. And going well, I'm not, it's I'm not done. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. no, but but that 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 somehow you got that degree and part of the curriculum wasn't watching a few good men. <laughs> right. That sounds very questionable yeah, yeah. as a uh, yeah, what accredited law school university. Are we talking about here? Yeah. Well, let's not. Yeah. Call anyway, them out. we don't yeah. have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
no, but that, that's great that that uh, that you're able able to to use your running that way. Just generally with this job, you know, it, you'll be hard pressed to find a better Gatorade than the anxiety and stress you build up during a trial. Wow, wow. that's a good way to put it. Um, all right, so 2018 champion, 2017, you also ran Marine Corps. Let's start with that experience, and we're going to get to later on. I want to, I want to, you know, we're going to share uh, some of your thoughts about Marine Corps, and maybe some tips for the runners who are doing it next Sunday. 2017, you're ready to go. Uh, you're fit. Uh, how many marathons have you run at this point? At that point, probably. Four, four. I think I had done New York okay. three times. I had done Seattle. So yeah, I think four. Four think so four. marathon. But you're you're ready to go and you're ready to contend. Uh, t- take me through the 2017. Yeah. So um, we line up at the start line. I had I was just coming off of an injury. I'd actually been abroad all summer. I had been on a fellowship in the West Bank. Okay. Um, and while I was there, I hurt my knee. Um, so I come back. I thought I had come back. I didn't get a full cycle of marathon training in, but I got a fair bit. I thought I was fit enough to be a contender at the race. Um, so line up at the start line right next to um, Desta Morkama, I think is mm-hmm. what's his yep. last name. Um, great guy and phenomenal runner. Um, and the, the gun goes off and we take off and he's in front of me. My plan was to sort of stay on his shoulder and see how things go. Um, and we are running up the first straightaway of the race and I thought we were in first and second but then I look to my right and I see Kieran O'Connor is up ahead of us um, I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. know at the beginning of the Marine Corps Marathon they sort of divide into two lanes there's the yep. left lane and the right lane and Kieran was on the right lane um, and then the right lane sort of curves and turns beneath the left lane that we're on so we start to go up a hill and I see Kieran going underneath us so I'm like, uh, well, I, you know, I hope we meet back up at some point because right. we need to race with that guy. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I'm, I'm still to this day not entirely sure how this happened, but Destin and I keep running, and we find ourselves alone. Um, it's r- after an incline. We we're looking behind us. There's no one who's no one's following us. Um, to our left, there's like forest, and up ahead we see a bus parked across the raceway, mm-hmm. um, which to us is a you know, that's not what you're typically expecting at the beginning of a marathon. Um, we decide to just sort of run to the left of the bus and keep going. Um, and we encounter a police officer who um, turns, he was not even facing us. He turns around, sees us and says, boys, you're going the wrong way. Um, so at that point, we realize that somehow we've got an off course. Um, I panic, turn around and just start sprinting back, mm-hmm. um, which in since the race, I've learned that's not how you're supposed to handle one of these right, situations. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sprint back, join up, see where we made the wrong turn um, or where we, where we failed to make the right turn, um, and then try my best to just push until I can get back up to the front of oh, the lead pack. Wow. Um, by the time I got there, I was drenched in sweat. My heart was pounding. Um, not the way you're supposed to be feeling at the beginning of a marathon. At, at what point in the race did you like get back in into the lead? Uh, well, so I actually never got, I mean, we reached or, what, or, what I'll call the lead pack, but right, Kieran right. was still way ahead. Right. Kieran, um, so yeah, Kieran was in front for like 18 miles right. or something, like yeah. by himself. Right. For, but so forever, we caught up yeah. with the big pack behind him, probably uh-huh. at, my, I think around mile three. 
So, like, um, in three miles, you made up all of that. So, wow. well, <laughs> the wrong way. Because, right. No, that's what I'm know. saying. Yeah. It's, right. it's like you, you had to backtrack and, and sprint. And you're that's, sprinting the that's first a, miles. Yeah, that's a, that's a short mm-hmm. amount of time to, like, try to try to recover right. that positioning. Yeah, right. pro, pro tip for everybody who's listening, who's running that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't sprint the if first you, miles. <laughs> this is Doc's advice. If you're going the wrong way and you, you there's a big bus blocking it, just get on the bus. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> It would have been a better approach. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I and we we kind of recounted this story with Charlie uh, a, a number of episodes back. So yeah. any news listeners, you, you should listen to that program talking about how the the course or how uh, you guys how this happened how yeah. this happened. And Karen was in front, so you're hustling to to catch back up to him. You get back generally uh, to the lead package. Do you ever get into a rhythm where you're running? just like you would in a marathon. Well, normally in a marathon at mile three, you're not even supposed to feel like you're racing. Right, yet. right. Yeah, Unless right. you're like Kipchoge trying to break two hours. <laughs> right, right. Um, and if at mile three, you're feeling like you're about to hit the wall, that's a problem. <laughs> um, and so I never felt rhythm throughout yeah. that race. No, wow. it, was, it was always kind. Of, and also so there was sort of that just like simmering concern that we weren't going to catch Kieran, which I never ended up doing. Yeah. <laughs> so you ultimately drop out. No, um, no. So you ultimately finish. Yes. Um, finished, but in the last last two miles, I got hit really hard with just some heat stroke and dehydration. Um, they actually, so they post the videos of everyone who's crossing across the finish line at Marine Corps. I look like I was blackout drunk. Wow. Um, (laughs) I sort of just stag, I had this like ridiculous looking grin on my face. Um, but that sort of like sickly, like, Oh my God, is that guy? Okay. And actually what ended up happening was the medical staff were like, Oh my God, is that guy? Okay. (laughs) They sent two Marines over and as soon as they got to me, I essentially collapsed <laughs> into their arms. And the next thing I remember is waking up and being lowered into an ice tub. Wow. Um, yeah. So I, I owe a huge thank you to, the, to that medical staff. I ended yeah. up having a temperature of 107. Wow. Um, they had to send me to the hospital. And, but, you know, if you're going to have that happen, you want it to be when you're surrounded by medics who are trained right. to deal true. with trauma in, in yeah. hot situations. Um, so do you remember what you ran that t- time wise that year? It was like a two thirty something, two thirty um, something. Wow. That's really impressive that you were able to, yeah. to sort of gather yourself to get to that point. So you end up in the hospital. Um, why the heck do you decide to run Marine Corps in 2018? I mean, I had to, after that experience, <laughs> yeah. I had, to, I had yeah. to correct the record. Right. Um, and I mean, to be, to be honest, I actually didn't know if I was going to run it or not until a couple of weeks before, just because I had, um, I had been in a trial and we weren't sure when it was going to sure. end. Um, it ended a little earlier than expected. Um, and the Marine Corps organizers were gracious enough to let me enter at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that opportunity came up, I had to take it just cause I, I had a big chip on my shoulder. So, you know, I definitely don't want to paint a negative perception of the Marine Corps marathon, my favorite marathon uh, out there. And they do such a great job. The people's marathon, the people's marathon. Uh, you know, the, the, the little snafu that you ran into, uh, in 2017, obviously not the norm. Uh, tell me about your experience in, in 2018. Oh, it's, it's polar opposite. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> I, I was certain to make the correct turn this time right. and that changed the whole race. Yeah. It, but like, as an honest question, did, did, did that experience, uh, change your, your preparation? Like, were you like, 
more interested in looking at the maps and memorizing <laughs> yeah, like where to go. I spent a lot of time on Google Maps before the <laughs> yeah. second time, making but sure. But like abnormal amount of time, right? Yeah, because I was I was just so paranoid it was going to happen yeah. again. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, and for most, this isn't an issue. You just no, I know, person, I understand. I understand. It's, it's a well marked course. Yeah, it's it not going to happen yeah. to you. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so t- yeah, so t- polar opposite experience. But it, I mean, like honestly, if like if I'm going to do a race, I could care less where the course is, right? Because I know I'm going to be following people, <laughs> right, right. and most of our like, listeners yeah, are the same. Exactly. So it's not yeah. it's not an anxiety that I have to deal with. So I was just really interested yeah. in your experience. Yeah, and I mean, it was really the only place that could happen was at the beginning because because of the two lanes, the pace mm-hmm. car was in yeah. the other lane, so yeah. we didn't have a pace car. Yeah, it was unfortunate. And just real quick on that, you know, Kieran has lead for 18 and then Desta ends up overtaking him who you're running with. And then Desta wins. He, that was, a, and, I don't know how which, he did I don't that. know how he did it. Un, <laughs> it was unbelievable. So 2018, you guys go the right way. Um, take us through the first half and uh, are you're feeling good and obviously not sprinting for the first three miles. So that helps. Right. And I it, also, part of it was I didn't really know what my legs were going to be capable of be, because I didn't know I was going to be running a marathon until a couple of weeks before. Um, I hadn't been through my typical marathon buildup. I hadn't been doing all those long tempos. Um, and so it was really, I went in with very little in the way of expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I just, if I, if I could run the race the right way, I would have considered that a victory. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the goal was just to try and stay up with the leader, see how things fell, see see how people ran. And then, you know, if I was feeling good in the latter half of the race, like make a move. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the beginning of the race, yeah, I was just, I was kind of cruising along with a couple other guys. Um, not that far into it, I sort of emerged as one of the, in, in kind of my own lead pack with one other guy, Samson. Um, and we ran together pretty much by ourselves, I think, beginning around mile four or five for a good chunk of the race. Yeah, and tell, t- talk about the race course. Like, what, you were, were you, are you able to take it in? And it's a great course. I mean, you see all the monuments downtown. Um, from your perspective, winning the race or in the top pack, do you kind of take that stuff in, or is that just you've got blind or something? Oh, yeah, and then... The nice thing about a marathon is that it really doesn't begin until the second half mm-hmm. and most of the scenic running in the Marine Corps is at the beginning. Um, and so you really, at least we were, I was able to enjoy it. Um, and it's, you know, it's my hometown course. And the great thing about the Marine Corps marathon is that it's essentially all the DC running routes just linked up into a marathon. So right. it's all the roads that I'm used to running. Um, and you see a lot of people that you're used to seeing and, during especially last year's race we were it was a pretty relaxed pace at the beginning and so we were you know we were chatting a little bit it was kind of just taking it all in and so it's basically you and samson um at one point do you kind of pull away from him so right i forget which mile it, it's right when you make the turn at the mall to come yep. back and then mm-hmm. turn off into virginia um I think Patrick Hearn caught up to oh, us yeah, at right. that point. Yeah. So then, and he was he was moving like a freight train. Like mm-hmm. he, you could see in his eyes, he he wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he kind of rolls by us, and we just sort of latch on to him and let him be the pace setter. When we get into Virginia a couple miles later, I think in the last maybe three miles, um, that's when Samson falls off, and then it's sort of me and Patrick, um, and then in the last. And when we crossed the, um, the, I think the 24, 25 mile marker, I felt like I had a lot left in my legs. I felt like I had another couple of gears. And so then at that point, I decided to just sort of turn them on and see what happened. Wow. So you run 
two, I believe, yeah. is uh, what your uh, time was, 222.49. Um, you win the Marine Corps Marathon. I mean, that's a huge deal. Like, that's people, I mean, are people at your well, office you. like, you know, like, wow, who is the winner of the Marine Corps Marathon? <laughs> win your age group? What? You know? There was a lot of support. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was I'm, really I'm sure. Have, I mean, because it's, it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a huge marathon, one of the biggest marathons in the world. Obviously, they don't offer prize money, so it's a little bit different up front. But, I mean, that doesn't change the, change the perception of a lot of the locals here. How has things changed for you as a runner <laughs> since, or have they changed for you as a runner since winning Marine Corps? Yeah, I mean, there's a little, in, in the running community, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's not like I'm out on the street and people are running up to me being like, you're Jeff Stein, <laughs> you public defender this? and winner yeah. of the Marine Corps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in running circles, there's a little more name recognition because I, yeah. I don't have like the deep roots in, right. in, in having you done just started running. Or anything, Dude, so. uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But it is a big deal. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's that that that's very very cool. So, yeah, tell me a, there's got to be a story where someone was like, "You won the Marine Corps Marathon." Something that stands out. Like anybody at work surprised, yeah, like surprised didn't know that you yeah. ran, and then <laughs> right. like and, sees this. Or yeah. I got a lot of emails from other attorneys and some judges. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, there were. I mean, there were there was there were a lot of people who came out and were very supportive. That's and great. That's was, awesome. Yeah, it was really nice. That's very cool. So. Uh, Marine Corps Marathon is happening uh, next week. Um, give us some, give us some sort of, you know, pro tips on how to prepare. What, from your perspective, that maybe, you know, somebody who's running four hours or five hours could relate to. Sure. Um, well, now is a great time in your training because at this point you're tapering. Right. So enjoy the taper. Yep. Um, I know a lot of runners have these addictive personalities where they feel like if they're not running whatever amount of mileage they're used to, that they're falling out of shape. You're not falling out of shape. You're yep. letting your muscles repair themselves. Enjoy it. Yep. Go watch some movies or something. Right. Um, a few good men. A few good men. <laughs> yeah. If I were tapering right now, I would watch that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably one of the most important things yeah. is just during your taper, actually taper yeah. and just trust your program and you'll feel the benefits when you race. Yeah. Um, I think another, especially for the DC locals and those runners in Virginia, you can run portions of this course. Even yeah. you know, in your taper, you're probably at least running a couple miles every other day or something. Um, you can get out on the roads where you're going to be racing and just get a little familiar with them. I think that's a, it's a great advantage. It's sort of like a home road advantage. By living here, you can sort of test out the course a little more. Um, I think that the right lane when you're lining up at the start line, mm-hmm. I've never actually started in it because yeah. this year, again, I started in the left for some reason, but I think there might be an advantage to starting in the right lane because you don't, I don't think you have to go up that incline at the beginning right. if you do. Yep. Um, so It's the same distance, but with there's so many people, the way that you actually have to do it off 110 some people have to go right. Some people have to go left. Many marathons yeah. do that. New York City does it where yep. you got people running on the lower bridge or t- higher bridge. So there's just a subtle difference. Yeah. But same basic same course. So your advice stay on I think the try the right, right lane because then you don't okay. have that like on wrap that you have to yep. run up right. at the I beginning. Like yep. And removing an incline at the beginning of a marathon can't hurt. Yeah. Um, and then just, you know enjoy the race. It's a beautiful course. Yeah. Um, and especially in the first half, like at least the first few miles, you shouldn't feel like you're racing. And, you know, that can be hard when you've been tapering and you're feeling super amped and energetic and they've done the flyovers and you've got the adrenaline <laughs> pumping. The cannon um, goes off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you just want to like take off sprinting. But if you try and focus on just in kind of 
taking it all in, enjoying, looking at the beautiful scenery, yeah. that might be one way to sort of avoid over racing the beginning of it. I like it. And you know, I really like what you said. You're right. It's sort of a, uh, a little bit of every single race course that's all combined together. Yep. Um, which is very true and very cool. What was the, what was your favorite portion of the course what is your favorite part of the course was it was it coming up lee highway from the beginning and then uh cruising down going the wrong way on spout run i'm, I'm, I'm that's co- sort of ish my neighborhood uh where i watch people a lot but what was your favorite port i mean personally it was when i had confirmed that i had not made a wrong turn the second turn <laughs> that's good it wasn't was, when you it wasn't when finishing you, the, cro- <laughs> the 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 crossing up, the finish line uh, yeah, winning was great team. but not yeah. making a wrong turn yeah it was, was really, better no, yeah. yeah no no i mean finishing there was nothing i mean I can't even really say it was a dream come true because it wasn't something I had even thought to dream of. Right. Um, so when it happened, it was just, it was very surreal. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was a really nice moment. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, coming up Iwo Jima, finishing in first place. That's a pretty good when, thing. When did you know that you were going to win? So when I turned on kind of the finishing rockets in the last two miles, yeah. I, you know, I knew Patrick Hearn from the year before, cause I had actually remembered him passing me the year before when mm-hmm. I was like doing my heat stroke thing on the side of the road. Yeah. Um, and so when he had, when he was running with us, I knew that he was a second half kind of runner and you could, I mean, just see the grit in his eyes. So, yeah. um, I was waiting for him to kind of make another surge and catch back up. Uh-huh. Um, and then even when I got to that final hill, um, the Iwo Jima Hill right before the finish line. And I right. could see that he, I didn't think he was catching back up and I didn't see anyone in front of me. Um, but they actually, I think, announced someone else's name as I was coming up the hill. Oh, really? And so at that point, I like turned around. And you can, my, uh, I had some family and friends who were there and they, they yeah. said, you like almost did a 360 to spin around and look to see who was like behind yeah. you. Um, when they announced someone else's name, I like turned around to make sure no one was right on my heels. I was looking up the hill and then I saw that like the tape wasn't broken. It must've just been, you know, a typo or something. Yeah. Um, I think, don't they, or maybe, yeah, maybe it was a typo. I thought they kind of announced people like they have somebody calling in, but, but maybe, man, yeah, maybe, maybe they just got the wrong they're number. Just, they're out to get you. Man. Get, <laughs> <laughs> it did give me a final finishing burst of yeah, energy yeah. though. I'll say that. Um, so, uh, one Marine Corps, unbelievable, but you're not doing it this year. So, uh, what's going on now? No. So, um, so I, after Marine Corps, I went right into an endurance phase. I actually strained my back last spring. Um, Mm -hmm. and so was out for about two months. Um, and to sort of respond to that, we ended up canceling my spring season. Um, and I essentially just trained to make up the mileage all summer. Um, I just raced for the first time last weekend at Army 10 Miler, and the goal is to kind of build up to CIM this year. Okay. Um, so I'll be doing Indianapolis half um, to work on a little bit of speed, and then the goal is to run. H- how'd you do at Army? I was happy with it. It wasn't a PR, yeah. um, but we also didn't really rest for it because, again, we're trying to just put in as much mileage and hard training as we can before um, I get to the kind of the the big races for me this can season. you so, so can you still make atlanta at cim or is the window yeah you can you can so so you're hopeful that maybe you can pull a 219 out that would be i mean the the 218 would be a two, dream. Yeah. 218 Under, sub sub 219 would be okay. i mean that would be the dream come true um mm-hmm. you know i'm not expecting it sure. but it would be i mean it would it would be the dream so you said we, um, y- your coach is Roland, yes. Roland Russ. Yes. Um, h- how long has he been coaching you? And so tell us he, about Roland. So, I mean, Roland's terrific. Um, mm-hmm. He took me on as sort of like a pro bono <laughs> case. Yeah. Um, uh, when I, he, was the, he was the start of my competitive running. Um, okay. So I basically, I think it was 20... 
14, I ran the Brooklyn half, um, ran something like a 113 or 114. Mm-hmm. Good, um, but not felt, where you are now. Yeah. And felt like, you know, I, at that point I wasn't really training. I thought, you know, maybe there's something to this. So I just looked up coaches online in DC, saw that Roland, um, he was very accomplished, seemed to know what he was doing and just sure. kind of emailed him out of the blue to see if he'd be interested in working together. Um, he, he, for some reason decided <laughs> to take a chance with me and agreed to, and he's been coaching me ever since. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of run by yourself or do you have a group of people at all that you run? So, I, I mean, I run for PR, okay. um, but in terms of training, it's yeah. really on my own. It's um, on your own. Yeah. So all your um, workouts, long runs, stuff like that. Is, yeah. Recently, you I st- any of the PR guys or um, not really? Not really. Just, wow. I mean, in part because of my work schedule, it's yeah. just so unpredictable and the hours generally don't jive with any sort of regular commitment. Um, and I just often will, you know, squeeze in runs as part of my commute to or from work. Um, and you know, my track workouts, I actually happen to live within a block of a track. Um, total coincidence. I swear we didn't pick our house. Because <laughs> right. Um, and so I'll do my track workouts there. I, I don't, it, you know, I don't know that I would be able to like fulfill my end of the bargain if I agreed to like meet for track workouts at some central location. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So in terms of, you know, Recently, I've started doing my recovery runs with my daughter, so that's been okay, great. That's cool. Um, but in terms of group workouts, no, it's really wow. been kind of on so my you own. do track workouts, tempo runs all by yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's impressive, man. I I, <laughs> I can barely like you know get get anything over eight minute pace if unless I'm running with somebody. That is really really impressive. Do you enjoy like the solidarity of it? Like what? Yeah, I mean. It, you know, we talked earlier about how I find running to be pretty therapeutic, especially yeah. when you know you're having a rough day at work and. You know, in, in some ways, it's nice to be alone, um, to just kind of like have your thoughts or whatever music you're listening to. Um, you know, I, I, I do think there would be a benefit to having a group of people that are that then there for you when you're at a low point or when you need to push through something. Um, I certainly at Marine Corps, I think part of the reason I was able to run the way I did is because Samson was I don't know if you guys have ever run with him or met him, but yeah. he, I mean, he's he's a great guy. Yep. He's, I mean, in we were just, I mean, for the first half, we were essentially just like chatting. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a, we'll tweet out the article uh, that Charlie did. Uh, yeah. It looks like you two together are just like chatting along at mile 17. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot to be gained from running with others. It's yeah. just something I logistically, it, it just doesn't out work for, for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got your daughter in the stroller. Now, so that's, <laughs> that's good. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, I was going to ask you what's next, but what's next is getting ready for CIM. That's a fast course uh, for our listeners who don't know. That's the Sacramento, California International Race. That is, uh, you know, I feel like everybody gets a PR out there. So, and your PR is from Marine Corps, right? No, my actually PR is from Edinburgh. So Edinburgh, after okay. um, after the the 2017 Marine Corps um, fiasco, I wanted to run a marathon successfully. So we signed up for the spring in Edinburgh in Scotland. Okay. Um, and so that's where my, my PR is what, from. What'd you run How's there? that course? Um, it's, it's kind of a strange course. Um, the first, a lot of castles. It's, <laughs> there's a lot of, it's actually the first, maybe three miles are gorgeous. It's actually through Edinburgh mm-hmm. and it's like almost straight downhill for like those two and a half, three miles. 
And then it's sort of just like flat rolling um, along a coastline. So you're getting hit in the face with this really brutal wind. There's mm-hmm. not a ton to look at. Um, and it's, you know, it's not as large or as kind of crowd supported as many of, you know, I've run Marine Corps in New York. So mm-hmm. as those races. Right. Um, but I mean, the course is pretty flat and it, I'd say it's quick, but just that wind was pretty brutal. <laughs> and what'd you run there? A 221. Wow. That's awesome, man. All right. Well, 219 is definitely in the reach. Um, you're wearing a right to movement oh. shirt here. Yeah, so that that's a group that I actually ran with. So when I was, I mentioned that I'd done a fellowship in the West Bank mm-hmm. um, before the 2017 Marine Corps, um, and that's it's actually a group of runners who are out there um, who train together. They run and they run all over the world to kind of spread awareness about their situation, um, living under military occupation, mm-hmm. and so they do a lot. I mean, it's just I, I they founded the Palestine Marathon. Um, I ran with some of the guys there and it's just, I mean, the amount of determination they have to, you know, I, I will complain if it's like poor weather conditions here, the fact that they're able to run, you know, they, when I was out there, we couldn't do an out and back of more than seven miles in any direction without running into a military checkpoint. And the mm-hmm. fact that those guys are out there every day, pushing it, doing their training. I mean, I'm just, I'm just constantly awed by them. And whenever I start to feel sorry for myself, I just, I, I check my attitude. Do you go through the military checkpoints no. or yeah, no, okay, no, no. yeah, yeah. No, it's just sort of hit and bounce back and yeah, turn yeah. around. Well, then you're not running alone. You're running with right to movement. You got PR. And you know what, Docs? Uh-huh. He's running with Pace the Nation is what he's running with. He's yeah. running with you and I. That's a, he's not he's not a solo runner. There you he go. listens to us regularly. That's absolutely true. Yeah, so we, we accompany him. So we did it. We did it. We we, we helped <laughs> we helped him. And I'm gonna take when he qualifies for the trials and we're hanging out in Atlanta, I'm gonna take full credit. <laughs> Deserved. Absolutely. You guys right. have gotten me through many runs. Yes, that's good to hear. Uh-huh. Man, you're the man. All right, Jeff. Well, uh, that's some great insight. I really appreciate congratulations. Congratulations on all your success. Really appreciate you joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a lot of fun. There he goes. That's Jeff Stein. He's the 2018 champion of the Marine Corps Marathon. The Marine Corps Marathon is coming up. So listen and and use his words and heed his advice uh, for for your own race uh, this next week. All right. He joined us on Pace Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Jeff Stein for joining us. Mm-hmm. Ben Stein's brother. On the pro- yeah, it is correct. Yes. Oh, I don't know if that's going to get thrown into uh, an Easter egg or if that's going to be in the interview. Well, so, it's true. Surprise. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Jeff joined us on Pace the Nation. Uh, great guy. Um, you're automatically a great guy if you listen to the show. Yes, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, really appreciate him uh getting away from his paternity leave to join us six month paternity leave four I think months said? i think four months said, yeah. yeah so good for him congratulations on his uh young daughter and uh good luck as he prepares for the 2019 california international marathon hopefully he will be joining us in atlanta uh jeff hope to see you there man yeah uh so docs you do anything exciting this weekend yes or this past week yes uh well this past weekend okay. i attended a high school football game nice Nice. Was and, it your high school that you went to? And you know that I only go to high school football games when it's associated with a Hall of Fame ceremony. You do seem to go to, I mean, a lot of West Springfield Hall of Fame yeah. ceremonies. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, Why, I, feel like, course. I, f- I feel like maybe West Springfield has got 
not a very great stringent. Tradition. Great tradition. Not very stringent. Well, I wasn't inducted this Hall time. Hall of Fame. I wasn't criteria. inducted this time. Well, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm jealous. There's not a lot uh, of uh, Hall of Fame uh, ceremonies well, th- at Yorktown. You but. know what's, you know what's interesting is that we were talking to uh, some of the organizers, and they said that. Uh, so, just to back up, and I talked about this before, but West Springfield created a, an athletic Hall of Fame. Uh, on the 50th anniversary of the school, oh, or in, yeah. in, in the school's 50th year, and they were telling us that, that, that they created this Athletic Hall of Fame, and since West Springfield introduced it, a lot of uh, schools in the northern region are now starting to create their own Hall of Fames, hmm. kind of following suit, so they, they did start something. Um, this is, I think, year four of the Hall of Fame, and the fir- so the first year that I went over there, they, they had like a... the inaugural class uh at they had the inaugural class of inductees and at the same time that they recognized them at the football game halftime they recognized all of the uh schools athletic state championships okay and so i was there for that as as a participant but not a hall of fame inductee uh, my coach was inducted, uh, Coach Kelbaugh, the greatest coach ever uh, in, in cross country, definitely state no of Virginia. No offense to Chris, who's there now. Chris knows. Chris is his protege. <laughs> um, and I don't think Chris would argue, you right, know. I right. mean, but, you yep. know. Uh, but anyway, um, this time w- one of my high school teammates, Chris Banks, was inducted into the Hall of Fame. And so I went to the football game for the, the halftime ceremony, and and it was really cool because uh, we had uh, Coach Cowball was there, who was the cross country coach. Coach Holloway, who was the track coach, uh, or the dist- the guys distance track coach, mm-hmm. and then Phil Saunders, who who was the the head coach of the track team. They were all there, and then some former teammates uh, were also there to to support Chris. And it was just great. Like Friday night, we had our own section and uh, behind one of the uh, end zones. Which, which, just a side note, um, all of the action took place on the other goal line, the entire game. <laughs> and then in the second quarter, West Springfield gets the ball at the one-yard line right in front of us. So finally, we're, we're in this end zone, and we're, we're seeing some football. And honestly, the guy ran a 99-yard touchdown Back the on, <laughs> on the first play, and then the rest of the game was over in the other end no zone. Action for we you. saw one play. It was, it was ridiculous. You thought you had these great seats, but they were the worst seats in the house. Anyway, uh, nobody was watching football anyway. Right. Um, it was great to catch up with all, the, all of these guys. I, I will say that uh, uh, Phil Saunders, uh, our, our head track coach, he, he actually um, was recently diagnosed with cancer. And so, you know, we're all thinking about him and pulling for him. And, and uh, uh, it, it, was, it was great to, to see him in person. He, he is uh, going through chemo right now, and so he doesn't have a lot of energy. But it was, it was nice that That's he cool. came out, and it, and it was good to get some face-to-face time with him and, and, and just to catch up with him. Uh, and, and he should know that we're all pulling That's for cool. him. Um, and, and, and then the next day we had a, they had a luncheon where they gave this ceremony – I, I think it was about ten people, nine or ten people that are inducted, um, and Chris Banks was was one of them. And they they play this video uh, where they have like pictures and, and newspaper clippings and whatnot, and then a narrator 
and, and some music talking about all of the person's accomplishments. So they're like ticking off all this stuff that, that Banks did. He went to Foot Locker in high school. He, uh, you know, they talk about he's he's the only person who's won five team state championships. Uh, he's, um, you know, he goes to Princeton. You know, he, he runs in the Pan Am games. They're just naming accomplishment after accomplishment after accomplishment. And it's just glazed eyes like nobody knows. And then they're like, and then he ran his marathon PR of 217. Yeah. And there's an <laughs> audible gasp yeah. across the room. Like everybody can like, right. like yeah, you can appreciate feel, that. Yeah. They're like, whoa, 217. Yeah. Like everybody knows marathon times. Yep. It, was, it was just really funny. It's like people, like they didn't really know about like when you're talking about this state championship and this and this and, you know, whatever. So It didn't matter. Maybe his 217 wasn't his best effort out of all of his accomplishments, but – yeah, and it's not what he got inducted into for, yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, so, so that was kind of, that was cool, and it was a, it's it's a really cool um, thing that they're doing, and they're making these videos, and they're they're eventually the Hall of Fame is going to be digital, where the you know the videos are all going to be accessible and stuff like that. And every year they induct a uh, a state championship team, the, like the whole team makes it in, and then a bunch of individuals from sports whatever so chris was inducted as an individual he'll eventually be inducted five more times for his state championships that's cool um and then then we went out saturday night and you know like in a we we had dinner and then we we had drinks and so it was really it's always great to like catch up with everybody and you know some of them like i see cowboy every once in a while not enough of course um and and Pellegrini was there, so I saw him, and you know I see him every once in a while. I haven't seen Saunders or Holloway since I was in college, you know. So That's like cool. it, it's it it was really cool to see like uh, you know these guys and just kind of um, catch up, you know. On on that Saturday, did you have a Chris Banks barbecue? <laughs> That's so inside. Uh, we we talk about Chris and and him, I mean he was a phenomenal runner at yeah. West Springfield and Princeton and after school he he ran in this this area. He lives in San Francisco now. He lives in uh, Berkeley. Yeah, he, he's a loyal listener to the show, so of course. We, I found this on the web for this area. Ah, sorry. Uh, he he's a loyal listener to the show, so of course we uh, spent some. We time give him some, yeah. yeah. Some and money. there there was uh, uh, another guy who I went to high school with. Uh, and I sent you his picture, uh, yes. Doug Humphrey. Worked and, for Pacers. And Doug worked for Pacers when you started working yep. for Pacers. That's right. And he asked me if you would even remember him. Yep. And so I took a picture and I sent it to you, and you re- immediately were back, and you were like, that's Doug Humphrey. Yep. So yep. You, you did remember him unprompted, and I downloaded Pace the Nation on his phone for him. Nice. Or actually, he, he did it. I think he, I think he figured it out. So this will be the, the litmus test. Doug, are you listening? Are you a <laughs> listener now? And Doug, Doug was a seven-foot high jumper in high school. In high school. It's crazy. Yep. All right, Doc, so we mentioned earlier uh, there was a couple of marathon world records. Uh, let's, let's start with the one. The unofficial on world the record. On the men's side, which was an un- unofficial one, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, Kipchoge, I believe he's your world record holder right now anyway he's you know he's 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 tried this he has a legitimate world record and an, yes. and, and now an illegitimate world well, record well and and he's tried this uh, a couple times where do you have any illegitimate world <laughs> records um, I'm sure I do. Were you I afraid get, where I was going with that I, I, I when I said yeah. illegitimate? <laughs> yeah, I thought you were talking about children, yes. Yeah. Uh, but we, we talked about Kipchoge's first attempt at breaking two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Alex Hutchinson on the show uh, right, probably yeah. a year ago, and he covered that extensively. And uh, Nike and uh, his his team set up 
a second attempt, and this time he came through. It was in Vienna, uh, not Vienna, Virginia, uh-huh. but Vienna, Austria. Is that right? Yeah. There we go. Vienna, weird. Austria. Uh, weird that I nailed Did you that. got a geography? <laughs> weird that I nailed. Uh, yeah. But So he set up specifically for him. He had t- a 10-day window where he could have run this race, and they waited for the perfect weather, for the perfect um, – uh, for the just for the perfect conditions for him to, to run at an optimal pace and right. had a bunch of pace setters out there uh, which we call pacers mm-hmm. the name of the uh, store that I, we work for good connection uh, and uh, he went out and he broke two hours and ran one fifty nine forty a record that people thought maybe could never be broken i don't care well, i think people it was... said that it was going to happen maybe in like 20 more years or yeah 25 years uh so it, it happened ahead of schedule yeah and I, regardless of whether it was set up for him or not yeah the fact that he ran 26.2 miles at yeah. 434 pace uh, it's incredible it's absurd yeah yeah so uh there's there's a lot to unpack from from this event okay but one thing that I that I thought about when it happened and everybody in my world uh, was talking about it, yep. um, I realized, hey, was the Salazar ban timed, which we thought was weird timing that it happened during the world championships, was it timed like this to happen before the two-hour attempt so that we would move on in the news cycle? Interesting. And and now everybody's just talking about Kipchoge right. and, and, and Salazar's old news and, and we don't worry about it? It's interesting you say that because, you know, what was a bigger story to the average person who didn't? The marathon. By far. Yeah. I mean, it transcended. It was, it was, it was mainstream yeah. news. And where the Salazar thing, which was huge news, um, was not. So, yeah, that's an interesting take on that. Um, I also thought it was really cool that it was mainstream news. I mean, you you heard people who aren't track fans or aren't um, necessarily uh, marathoners or into running at all. Uh, at least I heard them talking about it and how um, amazing it was. I think everybody can sort of relate to two different events in, in running and that's the marathon and the mile. Yeah. Uh, and so he hit, he hit one of those and, and it was, I felt like it was like the Roger Bannister breaking four minutes years ago. And, and this was another huge barrier that, uh, was, was broken, uh, this past weekend. Well, it's, it's funny that you say that. I mean, it's just think about the story I just told about, uh, my teammate Chris Banks being inducted into the West Springfield High School Hall of Fame and how everybody related to his marathon time but nothing right, else. Right, right. The marathon is is something everybody can relate to yeah, because exactly. it's just a it's it's a mainstream distance that people know whether you've run one or not. You know it's a long way and you also know that if you run 434 pace for the entire marathon. If people know a mile is, time. That is pretty fast. People know a and marathon. And that's what he did. Yeah, I mean we have a, we have a friend that, that we went to college with mm-hmm. that like made world teams and yep. you know cross country teams and uh olympic trials he, Star he was on like, the track yeah yep. he was like a uh you know one of the best steeplechasers in the country mm-hmm. and and i mean he was a professional <laughs> runner he he ran for new balance and uh he used to talk about how he would meet people and, and tell them that he was a professional runner and they say oh what's your marathon time <laughs> he's like oh I, I don't i don't run the marathon 
And then, and then they're just like completely detached, disinterested oh, yeah. in in the story that they can't relate. And this guy's like represent has a USA singlet <laughs> and and represented the United States on the world stage, but people are just just don't know how to relate to that because they because he doesn't run marathons. Right. So it's 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 funny how the layman attaches themselves to 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 marathon times. Yeah, and uh, the layman did uh, attach himself to this story, and I thought it was really cool. And I thought a big part of it. That the big cool part of it was the actual group coming together and doing something together, and yeah, yeah, it was. It made it illegal uh, for official USATF with, with all of the pacers, pacers coming in coming and in out and out of the race and, and, yeah. and forming a V for them. And um, in my book, you know what? That's legal because that's how I got one of my marathon uh, <laughs> <laughs> time. So you know what? What the heck? I'm going to give him the official world record. We should we should compete with uh, Guinness. Yeah, we, and, we should. And uh, we, we can have, like, the Pace of the Nation world record book. Yeah, I agree. And then yeah. kids, do kids still get those scholastic flyers where they order books uh, uh, every quarter? I, I don't know if they do. You not, know what I'm talking about? I do, yeah. Which books did you like when that came out? Uh, I wasn't a big book guy. Yeah, I believe it or not. Shocker. <laughs> uh, I, I do remember, like, the Guinness Book of World Records being very popular right. when I was in elementary school, like, like half the class would order right. that you know and you'd look it up to see who has the longest fingernails right and now we're gonna have a pace the nation and now we'll have our own pace, pace the nation, nation thing we'll get book. back to print yep print media I love it uh-huh and uh-huh. and the first thing in the book will be kipchoge's marathon time yep. which we're gonna count which will be official did you see any of the videos from them celebrating uh yeah i did my, my favorite part was they did the the um white stripe song Oh, 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 Kipchoge. Oh, yeah. oh I did not. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see oh, that oh, Kipchoge. Cool. And they had like the whole room screaming it. It was great. And everybody's hopping up and down. Yeah, very, very cool. Yeah. That's my takeaway from this marathon. <laughs> Can I ask you a question about the shoes? Yeah. Like, is it really the shoes? I mean, the shoes, I think, are. I think they are good shoes and they are fast shoes but there's a lot of good fast shoes out there I, I do i do think that a lot of this is placebo effect where people just believe so much in them and that they'll uh they'll run faster i mean i know that usatf is looking in it into them and whether they'll ban these four percent nike shoes or not i'm not sure because it gives some sort of unfair advantage but i, I don't know i mean i think they're i, I think it's the athlete and not the shoes Mm-hmm. That's my take. I, I did read something that said that it's like a two two to three percent increase, or a two to three percent performance enhancer, which is unprecedented for footwear. Right. But I I feel like when I'm reading the studies and they're and they're giving that two to three percent increase, they are crediting like there's so many other variables that go into this increase uh, beyond the shoes. Like right. if if he ran the Berlin Marathon in the Vaporflies against normal competition in in a a normal race situation uh then you could say the only thing that changed were the shoes right but like to me it's saying like if he's two to three percent faster than his uh pr which is the world record and you're not considering the flying geese in front of him right and you know the 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 car and everything else that they're doing to uh, you know the other variables that they're that they're introducing to this race. Uh, I think that's a disservice to science. I I I I agree. Um, so but you're not going to argue with me on I'm science. Not gonna, uh, science is is 
science is is on our side um again <laughs> yeah, inside uh all right so that was uh, super exciting i wanted to bring up the 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 actual r- world record that counted this past weekend uh-huh uh yes kenyan bridget koski i believe her her uh-huh. name is uh she I think you nailed it she <laughs> set the world record for the the women's marathon by over a minute she ran huge, two two fourteen two fourteen oh four. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there was a time where where you and I were were running and running faster than we are now. Mm-hmm. That I feel like uh, men running two fourteen was pretty good. Um, yes. Well, I mean, for like, sure, like elite. I know. Um, and uh, now there's a woman who just uh, broke Paula Radcliffe's record, which was two fifteen twenty five. So she. Beats the record by one minute and twenty-one seconds. She was seven minutes ahead of the second-place finisher. Um, you know, the first American uh, amazing run by Emma Bates. Uh, she was fourth in two twenty-five. Just to give you some perspective on where the Americans finished compared to uh, where the top uh, top female was, uh, Americans were eleven minutes behind. And no, that's no shot at any of the Americans who ran. I mean, this was just such an incredible effort um just smashing the record she passed the halfway mark um in 10659 mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's just insane 106.59 could you run a 10k in 106.59 today uh that's a good question yeah I, i'm not sure i could very good question so <laughs> um just just incredible it must have been a really uh just nice beautiful day in chicago uh there was a lot of good times and good efforts out there um, so congrats to Bridget, uh, two now is the mark. And, um, you know, I, I'd love to see, I'd love to see Nike do something with her. Let's see if, see if we can get a woman under two ten. Two ten. Yeah. Let's do something like that. Or maybe we do that. That maybe that's the next pace the nation, uh, marathon. We'll just go out to, to Haynes point. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But the problem is getting the pacers to run that. <laughs> I mean, how are we gonna get? We that? talked about this on our own, like yeah. a, like a thread with with yeah. guys that we went to school with, and we were trying to figure out how many people uh, and and how many handoffs we would need <laughs> in order to put ourselves together to to uh, pace Kip, Kipchoge, Kipchoge under two hours. Right. I think I was like, I, I think I signed up for 150 meters. <laughs> I it's, think I think I mean? like two. I could probably do two hundred meters, but I don't want to like jeopardize the event. So one hundred and fifty is safe. So four thirty four. Let's say that's around sixty eight pace. So yes, you'd have to run sixty eight. So you'd have to run a thirty four second two hundred. Mm-hmm. That's not easy to do. That's. I think I, I think I could approach that yeah, at one hundred and fifty prob- meters. I think you probably. Yeah. I think you I could get around could. the curve think, and then halfway down the back straightaway. We're not going to be that helpful. And then somebody it. else has to take over. Yeah, I was wondering how many. You know, we, you you posed that question, or we someone posed I think that question. King did. Yeah, yeah. posed that question about uh, how many people it would take. I saw. I thought if we did it relay style with the entire Pacers community of runners, mm-hmm. could we do it? Could we do it? And just just do a a sub two hour twenty six point two mile run around the track with just just people handing, handing off, off a, the time. Well, I think the handoff would be difficult, but because right. he, you know, when they had the people coming in and out. It's true. So. All right, so don't, you don't even have to hand it off. I think it would be just just like you have to like yeah yeah. So I I don't know how if it's possible or not. Uh, two fourteen, I don't think it's possible either. But yeah. um, hey, 
<laughs> maybe maybe we can maybe we can get her out for for an attempt around Haynes Point. That would be fun. Yeah, I think she. I think that's in her best interest. One one thing about Chicago and kind of merging all of these stories. We're doing a good job of merging all of these stories. Uh, we talked about Jordan Hesse mm-hmm. last week. She she is a Salazar athlete who ran Chicago, and a lot of people had big expectations. I think herself included had big expectations for her performance in Chicago. Um, she dropped out of the race. Yeah. And, and of course, like my first thought when she dropped out was I was just thinking this might have been uh, like a confidence thing. I don't know, like or, or, or you know, like maybe the last two weeks of uh, everything going on with the with the Nike Oregon project, uh, her team and her coach. I wonder if that affected her at all. Yeah, it must or it could have been just emotionally draining or who yeah. knows? Uh, yeah, that was bizarre. She should have taken a, a cue from our guest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Make that positive Rupp, energy. Rupp also dropped out. So just just ironic. oh, I didn't know that yep, actually. Yep. I don't follow Rupp, Rupp. Rupp and Hasse dropped out. So interesting, very interesting. Um, I think they said Hasse had a, a a hamstring issue. Yeah, but I didn't hear anything like that going into it. I I and who knows? I mean, I don't want to speculate or anything like. Well, I am speculating, but, but I don't want to. Well, you know, we we had Trip on last week, and this will be the final thing we talk about Trip for. This I hope so. And, and for Jeez. A while. Uh, but you know, we we uh, didn't talk about the fact that the North uh, the uh, Oregon project uh, was, was disbanded. Disbanded. Well, we did. Um, I recorded something that. after yeah. I added it. Yeah, yeah, the little little. But it was just crazy. Like right after we recorded, uh, they disbanded. Nike disbanded the Oregon project. The Nike yeah. Oregon project. So, Doc. So I know there was some news on your car. Uh, oh my gosh! What's, yes, what's going on with dude? That? I totally forgot about this. Yes. Um, so over the weekend, I was I was driving out, and the the check engine light comes on. It mm-hmm. says take the car to the dealership immediately. That's what the light says. Uh, and so uh, I bring the I bring the car in. I make an appointment. I bring it in, and uh, they're like, "Oh yeah, well, there's no way we can look at it today. We're gonna have to keep it overnight." I was like, "What?" Uh, I made an appointment. Besides that. So I leave it there, and they call me the next day, and they, you know, I'm I'm leasing my car, so right. it's under warranty for the first two years. Everything yep. is is covered. They call me, and they're like, "Hey, we haven't looked at your car yet, but we just want to let you know uh, ahead of time that if there's damage from a rodent, that's not covered under the warranty." Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, that is such a weird thing for them to say, right? That's what they said on your. <laughs> They called me. On your phone, yeah, they on yeah your they called me to tell me wow. that. Voicemail. And and then uh, like two hours later, I get a text message that's like, it, there's a picture of this leak, and they're like, yeah, it's definitely rodent damage, so this isn't going to be covered. This is going to cost you this much money. Uh, okay, just give us a call and give us the green light to do this. And I'm looking at you this picture. You must be livid. Yeah, I'm looking at this picture. I'm like, the the angle of where this thing is, and they haven't taken anything apart. They've just, they, you know, I'm, they're like, they're like, there's zero chance that they can definitively say that this is this is rodent damage, you know. So, and I, I have like experience uh, with rodents. With well, I, I mean, like I know, like I have experience from a technical standpoint of things that fail. And so, and and I know what rodent damage looks like when it causes a, a an issue, and and I know that the pictures that they sent me are not definitive in any way. 
but they they mentioned something about uh, that this could be an insurance claim. So rather than calling them back, I call my my insurance company and I'm like, hey, listen, you know, they said this, whatever. They're like, well, if it is if it is rodent damage, that's covered by your insurance. And I was like, okay, well, that's good to know. So it's either going to be covered by the insurance or it's going to be covered by the warranty. So I calm down. Right. Uh, so the the insurance company sent an adjuster over to 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 also give their expert opinion. But I did a surprise uh, peek in. Uh, like instead of calling them back, I just rode my bike over to the. Uh, car dealership and i was like can i see it please nice. and they were like oh we didn't know you were coming in i was like yeah because i didn't want you to put some other part in there i want to see my car mm-hmm. uh and so they they they, they lifted up and they, you know the guy's like oh i you know like i'll have to hook everything up i was like i'm not you don't have to put the smoke through it i know that it's i know it's leaking i know there's mm-hmm. a leak i just want to see the cable i want to see why why this you think that this is uh you know from rodent a rodent damage and right. they they lift it up there and there's no way you can see you can't see uh, definitively, you know that there's a leak. You know that there's this this piece is damaged. So I was a little bit annoyed, but the fact that that the insurance company checked it out and they said, okay, yeah, we confirm rodent damage, uh, we'll cover this. I was like, all right, I'm not, I, I'm I'm gonna just lay down my arms here and and let them take care of so it. So the 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 car company was looking for a loophole and they exactly. found it. They well they so yeah they exactly they off the hook. Exactly, you they, let them off the hook. Well, I mean, I don't have to pay for it either way. Well, your insurance. I, I your called insurance the insurance. I called the insurance company and I, I told them I was like, I don't think that this is right. uh, damaged. So, like, I want you guys to know that that it's under warranty. And if 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 you don't if you don't accept this claim, if you if you deny this claim, then I can make it a warranty claim with them. And I think that's what I would rather do. And the insurance company's like, No, we're going to pay for it. Okay. So I, you know, uh, I never I never make any insurance claims anyway so okay. i was like all right i pay a lot of money for insurance so i might as well get something so back. Uh, so did you uh how did you get to and from without the car so i rode my bike over there and then mm-hmm. when i was there this time and and i told them that i was doing an insurance claim i was like i was like this is going to take up this is going to take forever like when are you, when are they gonna, how long is it going to take them and when am i going to get back i was like when am i going to get my car back and she, she i think she felt bad for me she's like we'll give you a loaner We'll give you so I have I have one of their cars, okay. but all I did was just drive it back to my house and just park it in my driveway for a couple of days. But now, but probably a rodent nested in that <laughs> thing too. Rodent infested. All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with six area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, if as you're finishing the Marine Corps Marathon, we will be at the finish tent. Uh, we'll we'll be throwing a party. Uh, outside of the gates, but inside the gates, we'll be selling uh, Brooks Marine Corps Marathon merchandise. So come and see us. Come and find us. Uh, we'll be all over the Marine Corps Marathon. Uh, we'll be there at the expo on on Saturday. Uh, Docs and I will be interviewing uh, people at the expo. Uh, an American Idol contestant. Uh, I think this guy made it pretty far. Uh, so we'll be interviewing him, and he'll be on next week's show. So pace the nation, Pacers running all over the Marine Corps Marathon next week. So come by if you're running, if you're spectating, come by and say hi. And if you do see me, definitely say hi and be prepared for me to be socially awkward. (laughs) That's okay. It's not you. It's me. All right. Great show, Docs. Thanks again to our guest, the 2018 Marine Corps Marathon champion, Jeff Stein. He joined us today on Pace the Nation. Uh, we hope to be joined uh, by a number of Marine Corps Marathon guests 
next week. So it was great to have Jeff on to talk about Miracle Marathon. To kick it all off. To kick it all off. All right, that's William E. Docs. I'm Chris Farley. This is Space Nation. We will see you next week. There's not going to be any Easter eggs this week. Much, much to the dismay of our loyal listeners. But I have to ask the question I asked in the opening. This is a two-part question. Okay. Are you related to Ben Stein, <laughs> and are you upset that he kept giving his money away? So I am related He's ready to, to answer Ben Stein. This. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Well, not that Ben Stein. My uh. brother... <laughs> Um, works for a, a tech company in Seattle, and okay. that Ben Stein um, I am related does to. Does he give his money um, away too? Is this a Ben Stein he, thing? <laughs> um, he's much better about holding on to his money than <laughs> okay. the celebrity. Yeah. Um, now you, you haven't uh, you, you haven't seen uh, many movies. Uh, <laughs> you haven't seen what's the movie you referenced? A few good men. A few good men. Did you know about Ben Stein's money? I didn't know about this, but you must have known since it's your last name. Yeah, and I mean, the question I have is, didn't my parents know about Ben Stein, and <laughs> why did they name my brother that? I know, mm-hmm. that's what I asked my par- my, uh, my mom. Like, I, didn't you know that there was going to be a famous Chris Farley? <laughs> I could never Google my name and find anything exactly, about me. Exactly, exactly. Uh, oh, that must be awful, you, you uh, not being able to Google I your know. own self. Um, do you guys know, this is movie trivia. Okay. Uh, and so I know that I'm playing with matches yeah, right is, here. Yeah, this is, with, this is not a good audience. Yeah, Do you guys one. know what Ben Stein's best movie role was? Um, mm. Ferris Bueller? Yes. And yes. you know why? And probably the only reason I know that is because it was filmed in my high school. Wow. Is that real? Yeah. Wow. No kidding. So really ben my parents Stein, should have known. Right. Ben Stein was a teacher in your high school as a movie. As a, 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 He played a movie <laughs> character teacher yes. in your high school and then your parents named uh, yeah. your brother Ben. Yeah. Wow. I mean, maybe it was I a feel, tribute. Maybe that's why. I think yeah. it was. I think it was. Wow. Excellent. Uh, did you just tell that story? Fuck, I'm going to tell it <laughs> afterwards, <laughs> and then we'll, put, we'll edit it in. Okay. Because I, I don't want to, like, take away from this story, right, so right, it should right, come right, before right, it. Right. Okay.